Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here live from Lardo, Florida. Once again, beautiful day. As we're moving things around, lots of excitement. So, Dr. Stillman is joining us. There he is. Good morning, everyone. I saw you running back and forth in the, in, would you call it the living room? Or Whatever it is. It's a really big, empty space. It's a living room. We're moving oh, for those of you who don't know what's going it. on here, why this makes sense. Yeah. So busy, busy, Jim, busy week. We got an in person visit today. So, oh, you've only got three, three spots left. Pardon me. We are again, internet issues. Uh, yeah. You only have, yes, you only have three spots. Uh, this will be much better when I'm doing it I from know, uh, Starbucks, by the way, or Panera Bread. No, no, no plug, no paid plug there. Um, so you only have three spots left in your HTMA. We do. It's course. true. And we're, we're opening it up to the public today. So I'm going to share a link in the description. The good news is, though, if you do go to buy it and it's sold out, you can get on the wait list. You can buy the course and get started on the course. And that way, the next time we release the, the coaching program again, which will probably be in about three months, um, you'll get first, you'll get first dibs, especially if you buy the course, you get messaged like first, we message them first, then we message the people on the list three or four times. And then you do your webinar to sell that, you know, to see if there's anyone else interested. And then we release it to the, the public. So 30 spots, right. we got, we got three left. So that's right. And then this week's topic for our, uh, do you remember what our topic is this week? I do not. I should know for our webinar. No, we should know. We should know. I sent it to Olivia last night, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, it's that November second. Um, no, third. What day is that? The second. Yeah, Thursday. it's going to be November second at ten a.m. Secrets of Iron Over Overload and Blood Donation. Oh, this is your. This is your. This is your. This is the thing that gets you excited. It's one of my favorite topics. Yeah. Doctor Stillman gets very excited about iron overload. I do. It's a big deal. Big yeah. deal in the blind spot of most people and certainly most doctors. Especially so. if you're battling mag Magneto. Huh. Funny. Yeah. So Jim, let's talk about so, why we do what we do. I that was just about to get there. Um, so for myself, I've always had this. Uh, I'm originally an elementary school teacher. And from a young age, I was obsessed with performance for reasons we won't get into. Um but I, I figured out at a young age and because I grew up for the first early part of my life, I lived with my grandparents essentially. So I was always around older people. My grandfather was an incredible teacher. And so I had this natural, when I was in middle school, I would go help some of the younger kids that were having issues with development. And I would always just find ways to like get them to understand the words, you know, helping them and getting them to do, and with phys ed too, I would, I would help kids that had problems in phys ed, like the younger kids, like second grade, third grade. And, and then, you know, I had some great mentors that were coaches, uh, in wrestling and track and field, and, you know, all these different sports that I played. And then I, I decided I was, I really liked working with kids. Right. So I was like, I'm going to be an elementary school teacher. And then I went through elementary school 
or I went through elementary school. I went through elementary ed and which is interesting at Liberty. And I got done and I started teaching I, and I, halfway through the, the elementary ed education, I was like, the system is not right. The system is not built to like for free thought for, you know, to, to actually teach people how to be free, independent individuals. It's basically designed to make obedient idiots, essentially. Um, that's maybe a little, well, factory worker that does what they're told essentially is what the education and the people that designed it even said that, right? So I got into the system and I was like, I can't do this. I can't, you know, I would take play breaks with the kids. My, my school that I taught at loved me, but the, the state did not. So I eventually decided to get out of that. And then I got into strength and conditioning, which I still get to teach. And then when I started getting into health issues, uh, when I started, I destroyed my own health a number of times, I learned a ton about health. And then I started implementing that with my clients. And then I started attracting, you know, I was always smart about, working around issues and solving problems and even in college and you know people that got hurt in, uh, in college would come to me and i'd help them modify their programs and help them you know kind of always on the cutting edge of that stuff and then um and then as i got you know learned about health and about you know rest and taking care of myself i started attracting you know doctors started sending me their clients because people would get results because i'd help improve their lifestyle and their nutrition and then, you know, before you know it, uh, I was just coaching people. Um, uh, and then as I've learned more about circadian rhythm and that, I've gotten better and better results as time has gone on. And, and that's why I just love, I love helping people. I love teaching. And, um, you know, I love sharing uh, a lot of the missteps that I've made. And I can also empathize with people that are in a bad place because I've more than likely been there even worse. So I'm able to, to guide people through a lot of that stuff. That's kind of how I got into it. Yeah. I mean, I think that if somebody asked me this question about you, I would say Jim does this because he genuinely cares about other people. He's obsessive about what he does in terms of the results. I ask Jim questions sometimes that to me seem reasonable and I can see the gears spinning in his head where he's like, I don't even know how to explain to Leland why he's asking me why this question is the wrong question for him to ask me. I have or the, the same wrong, or the wrong statement. Whatever. How are you? That's because I've spent a lot of time with Bill Hartman. If you, if you spent well, time with think, Bill Hartman, you would understand. I think, I think complexity in anything that you do as your approach to your craft, your trade becomes more complex. It becomes harder to explain the new. Well, it's not, it's really simple in my, from my view. I know. Okay. But, it, but it's it, it's not that there's it, nuance not, that makes it complex. But yes, you know, like like the kid. But we it can saw. be very hard to explain. Is all I'm saying. it is. It's very hard to put into words. And there's particularly in a compressed period of time. Right. And and the, there's always the it depends. There's no like everybody wants this like black and white answer. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. rarely is there a black and white answer. Right. You and know, that there's right so many variables. There is, I think, part of why you and I do what we do. Right. If we had a one size fits all approach for all of you, we would have created it and we would have sold it as some kind of course. We have some one size fits all recommendations, but even there we right. add context and nuance. And so, you know, I got into this because I was not well as a kid. My mother took us to all kinds of different healers, doctors, you know, healthcare practitioners. I've tried practically everything. And the things I haven't tried that I find out about, I usually, I usually try. You know, even if it's just sort of for like, 
I don't know, uh, kicks. And so I just was dumbfounded by how sick people were in our modern world. And I realized that a lot of people, um, you know, that I don't think people understood that one of the biggest uh, problems uh, that our society would face was not just the healthcare crisis, but the mismanagement of that crisis by the idiots in charge. And so I, I went into the conventional system because it was what I was recommended to do by a mentor who I trusted. I hate, I hate to say this. Family approved. What? Say it. No, you're, I can still hear you. You said, yeah. I hate to say this, and then you left me with a cliffhanger. Oh, no, it, it, it was delayed. I think I, I hate to say this, but unfortunately, the system is designed to make people sick. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. It's that dichotomy of the system is broken and must be fixed and versus. Well, it's not broken. It's is, doing exactly. I, that's what I was getting at, Jim, is that the system okay, is sorry. operating exactly as it's intended to operate. Right. And it needs to be broken and thrown out. 100%. So I got into the conventional system, cross-trained in the unconventional, alternative, integrative, holistic, functional medicine, whatever, uh, and eventually stepped out of both of those worlds into my own practice because I just couldn't find someone who was doing what I wanted to do the way I wanted to do it, who had created a, a experience for patients, clients, whatever you call it, that I actually wanted to experience myself. You know, I looked at the long wait times. I looked at the long response times. I looked at the cookie cutter protocols. I looked at the over-reliance on supplements, the over-reliance on procedures, gadgets, gizmos, whatever. And I thought this isn't what it should be. This could be a whole different experience from start to finish. This could be a much, much better, uh, product service. Um, experience for the person who needs it, right? And if there's anything that's, I mean, there's nothing really more sensitive than your own health. So how on earth is it that we don't have any kind of service that really is what it should be, that leverages all the different tools and technologies we have for the delivery of that healthcare? And really, I just was... I really, really want to help people because like you said, to us, it's simple. Like what we do to help people get well seems very simple. So simple sometimes that I think we, we, uh, we don't oversimplify it for people, but sometimes we tell them, look, you got to do this, this, and this, and they don't even understand the complexity behind the recommendation. Right. And sometimes I think we lose track of how little the average person knows because oftentimes we're attracting the higher level folks who've already listened to all the podcasts and read all the articles. And in fact, what we're more challenged to do is to deprogram from the stuff them from the stuff that they've been programmed with by the marketers who now heavily, heavily inhabit the integrative and health and wellness space. And that's part of why we, and really I think part of the ethos behind what we're doing is we want to deliver an exceptional experience for the price point that people can afford that gives them the results they need and starts them in the place that they should start. Because what we've seen happen in the health and wellness space is 
people are overloaded with information. They get overloaded with products because the products are what get people, they create the incentive for people to create content. And we don't have any animosity for people who you know sell products. Products are necessary. We, I couldn't do my job without products, Jim. I mean, I could, but it would be harder. Jim's job would be harder without products, right? Although he can do it without products too, right? So we we understand the need for this, but the commercialization, the consumerization, I don't even know if that's a word, but I just made it up, of society, of the health and wellness space has led people to feeling overwhelmed and confused and stressed out and frustrated and they don't get results. And then they come to us and we almost feel bad when we point out very fundamental errors that they're making within a matter of minutes of meeting them. And they say, wow, no one ever told me this. I can't believe you just figured it out. I mean, we've had many, many experiences where we looked at something and we said, you got to do this and this and this. And sometimes in our group coaching programs, or we like to call them masterminds now, because they, I think they convey more of what they are. In our masterminds, we'll have people come in and you know, they won't even ask us a question. They'll just listen to other people ask questions and they'll hear the process that Jim and I go through and they'll solve their own problem. Because what we're really doing is we're training people to solve problems through a certain framework, a framework that helps, that is really grounded in what is nature? How does it work? How should we live in nature? And quite frankly, how can we cheat? Because humans don't really live in this whole natural medicine in some ways describes what I do. But the truth of it is, if humans lived a very natural life, we would not live very far outside the tropics because we have to do, and, and I say that word natural with, I want some air quotes around it because it's, it's such a loaded term, right? Is it natural for us to cut the skin off of other animals and then use that to insulate ourselves from the cold? Well, obviously, yes. But if that's natural, then why isn't it natural for us to drill down into the ground, extract petroleum, and turn that into clothes or cars or, you know, whatever. So we actually teach our patients how to understand, and clients in the coaching programs, how to understand how their body really works and not just how it works because that on an academic level is very easy. You can go out and buy a textbook and find out how your body works. One of the best concepts I've ever been introduced to in this world this health and wellness world is actually the concept of the map is not the territory. And we talk about models, Jim and I sometimes, not usually on lives and podcasts and things like that, but the model you're operating under really informs the decisions that you make. So we see PTs, chiropractors, um, orthopedic surgeons, all kinds of people who are dealing with what Jim Bill Hartman would call the dead guy model of anatomy, doing all these things that we see making people worse. And we, Jim applies a different model to that in the coaching programs and helps people understand why that model is broken. I do the same thing with the allopathic model, which is drugs and surgery. If there's a problem, either cut it out or disrupt the biochemical pathway that's causing it and you've cured the patient, right? That's the basic allopathic model. That's how pharmaceutical drugs fundamentally work. And it's why people get terrible results because that map is not a good map. It's not a good model. And the model I use is the body is trying to heal. It's got an infinite intelligence within it. What we have to do is we have to focus on, okay, what is the body trying to do? What is it lacking? And what is it overburdened by? What, and what we, is it trying to teach you? Yeah. What is it trying to teach you? What do we need to get rid of? 
What do we need to add? What do we need to start? What do we need to stop? These are basic fundamental questions that I see a lot of, most clinicians approach this as, we're going to start these supplements, start these meds, and stop these supplements and stop these meds. It's a very simplistic model because you're more than just the things that go in your mouth. You are the light that hits your skin. You are the energy that permeates your home. You are the energy that you bring to your work. You are the psychosocial, a product of the psychosocial environment you find yourself in, your social media, your personal relationships, your family, your friends, your hobbies, your exercise routine. All these different things play a role. And so I think we've, it's safe to say, I think that we've created a fundamentally different model from anything we see out there. There are similar things, but there's no one with this suite of services between, you know, a business that focuses on coaching and masterminding and, and helping people understand the fundamentals and their physiology and their body. That's Stillman Wellness for the record. Stillman Nutrition LLC is technically the, the business. We're doing business as Stillman Wellness. Not that any of you really care about that. And then there's Stillman MD LLC, which is the medical practice. And so we split them up because if you guys aren't aware, the state has all these regulations and licenses and over what we do and how we do it. Um, and fundamentally, the, the thing is that model of prescribing, you know, and I think this is really ironic, the model of prescribing and telling people what to do in a very simplistic, take this this many times a day in this dose, right? Um, that's what medicine has really devolved into. But that's not what it's supposed to be. And that's why we've split them because, and, and I like this, this quote is one of my favorite quotes. It's one of the mottos of the practice. The greatest medicine of all is teaching people how not to need it. That's what Hippocrates said. The greatest medicine of all was he was the father of medicine in the West. And I really believe strongly in doing that. And when you look at a lot of what people need in order to be optimally healthy and well, it's not another prescription. In fact, rarely is that the case. We write so few prescriptions that we almost struggle to justify paying for an electronic prescribing system at the practice. That's how little we prescribe, um, at least pharmaceutical drugs and controlled substances. Moreover, what we're, what we're prescribing and what we're using is how do we fix your diet? How do we fix your lifestyle? Most of that comes down to what would be called coaching, which is why there's two different businesses. Hopefully that's clear to people. And that I think in a nutshell is why we do what we do. We don't want to live in a society that's being engineered for us where Everyone is, like Jim said before, an obedient idiot who just accepts whatever's on the television, accepts whatever they hear you know, from the people in charge, and just blindly follows orders and creates this society that's fundamentally a society of people who are mired in debt, people who are dependent upon drugs for basic bodily functions, people who never own anything, people who never build any wealth, and people who don't have really any kind of creative capacity. They don't create beautiful things. They don't do inspiring things. It's a very sad, dystopian society that we see the allopathic model steering steering humanity into. And we don't, A, want to be a part of that. And B, we want to be here for those of you who are not interested in being a part of that yourselves. Is that fair, Jim? I think it's good. That's fair. Uh, if you're watching, give us a like because obviously the algorithm is a like, like give us a share. All. Um, I think Send one of the things that, you know, one of the, the values you bring is the fact that you can talk on both sides i think that uh, thank you for the like by the way um that can i think that brings great value that you can see things from different perspectives because a lot of people get written off because they don't understand both sides of the argument which you do Absolutely. very well um you also are able to explain very complicated things in uh, a very simple manner and then also provide context to 
it, you know, it depends, right? Uh, I think one of the things we really do well is get people focusing on the present and get people focusing on what they can control instead of focusing on what they can't control. Absolutely. Because that's how you really paralyze someone is you get them focusing on the past, the future, and everything they can't control. Right. And so the other thing that we do really well is we educate people on what their body needs and what their body can handle, not what other people can do. Right. Right. That's great that somebody else can get get away with X, Y, and Z. And you might have to do that in an emergency, but unfortunately, you might not have the capacity or the structure or the mental fortitude to do it. So if, if, it's, if a gun isn't to your head, you might not have to do it. You know, so getting people to understand their strengths, their weaknesses, their trade-offs and understand, you know, what kind of car they're driving and how to drive that car to get the most out of it without destroying it. Uh, context matters, you know. In many ways, I feel like most of what we do is help people to get to know and understand themselves. That is correct. Because if they really knew and understood themselves, they would not need our help because they would be able to do what they're doing or what they want done for themselves. It doesn't matter what the outcome is, right? Yeah, but even us, we need guidance too. It's very hard. You and I, you and I do have coaches. Yeah. We really do practice what we preach. A true, a true leader never stops learning. Right. And always has someone who he can turn to who's more expert in something than he is. That delegation of responsibility is actually something I was thinking of recently. You know, I I was thinking about potentially putting out some content where I explain to people how to spot a narcissist in the healthcare space, because there's a lot of them. And part of why you and I do this is that there's so many people we see out there taking advantage of people with half truths. There's no narcissists in this. I know, right? And one of the, the hallmarks I've learned of really balanced, healthy, uh, genuine practitioners is that they don't try to be all things to all people and they give credit where credit is due. If they see a great strength coach, they're like, wow, that person's a great strength coach. If they see a great biochemist, chemist, nutritionist, you know, someone like say Chris Masterjohn, who's got a great background in, in biochemistry, right? They give credit where credit is due, right? They say, wow, his stuff is really good. Like I was just reading one of his his emails the other day. It was very interesting. And um, his stuff's not for everyone. It's very dense. It's very academic. It's more targeted, I would say, towards practitioners and the very enthusiastic, perhaps overly enthusiastic wellness, weekend wellness warriors. We don't have any of those in our practice, do we? Well, we do attract a lot of them and a lot of them will come to us and they'll say things like, well, I read this. I was being sarcastic. I know you were. Um, They'll say things like, well, I read this or heard this on this or that podcast or post. And what do you think about it? And we're like, are you doing the fundamentals? Are you getting outside? Are you eating a protein at every meal? Are you getting enough sleep? What about this? What about that? And it's so funny, right? Because that's, I think, a big difference between us. That's maybe the biggest difference between us and most people in our space is that they're very focused on some things that are important, admittedly, and that are often in their unique area of expertise. But I'll sometimes joke with people when they ask me why I didn't subspecialize as a doctor, I'll say, uh, subspecialization is for doctors who are not ambitious enough to try to know everything. And that's not my problem. But on that note, I know when I'm out of my depth and I know when someone needs an expert with a different skill set, and I'll refer them. 
And I think that's yes. one of the things that makes me different or not makes me different, but I mean, it does, I guess, but uh, I've noticed the real narcissistic people out there in the healthcare system. They really don't give credit to other people. And, um, you know, we, we do, we love well, referring out to good people for good services. Very few things that I do, or I mean, I've come up with my own little spin on things, but I've learned from other people, you know, mm -hmm. and, and if I have somebody that I can't, you know, I'll experiment on them and, and try different things. And if I can't get the needle to move in the way I think I, I should be, I refer out immediately. And I'll get on a call with Bill Hartman and right. ask Bill, you know, I'll throw, ask Bill for insight, you know? So, um, you got to have networks of people that you trust. And you know, the, the big thing too, is a lot of people don't want to hear this, but a lot of the, um, the issues people are going through today are a lot psychosocial type issues, you know? The mental health aspect part of it is is absolutely massively insane. And that's why getting people present, getting people in the moment, getting people in nature has so much value. But so many yeah. people, their brains are stuck in a pattern that, that just won't allow them to get in a good place. And that's where, you know, things like EMDR or neurofeedback um, come in to help move the needle on that. Because if you have somebody who's just completely locked in a certain brain pattern, you can definitely do things to improve their health and nutrition. That's definitely going to help take the edge off. But a, but a lot of times until they really seriously get after, you know, resetting that, that pattern they're stuck in, just like breathing mechanics or, or, or posture, mm -hmm. um, unless you give somebody more options, if that brain only has running at 8,000 RPM as its number one option, it's going to be really hard to get that brain to learn how to not do that. Yeah. And I want to go back to something that I said earlier. I said that we help people. We call our group coaching sessions now masterminds because I when think people got decision. No, I made it we last did? week. Okay. You might've not been out. on the call at that moment, actually. Maybe not. I was on okay. with Eric and Molly who who take all of our initial calls because oh, that's right. I people had have this idea that like group coaching, when they think here, group coaching, we realize they think the group coaching that, that, let's be honest, Jim, you actually make fun of when we go to like a big gym, like a brand name right. gym. Yeah. Yeah. Like the group because classes. Yeah. You know, people have an experience with group coaching typically that they spend money, they go, it's not fun and they don't get results. And so well, that, that I when I, when, what I did in my gym is I took the group coaching model and I made it personal. So everything was, are, was personalized yes. for that each person, like people that right. went to my gym Right. There was a template. It was a class, but I customized everything for each person on the floor. You are uniquely able to do that. Well, not uniquely. It's not like it's only you, but it well, takes an extremely high level of competency to do that well. Or insanity. <laughs> well, I would say that there have been times in our lives, each of us, when we've been unhealthily obsessed with what we do, which is part of why we're, that's correct, you know, where we're at. Um, mm -hmm. But this idea of masterminding, I actually think it's a better word for what we I do agree. in group coaching calls. And I looked up the definition of mastermind, and, and this is from the Cambridge Dictionary, and it says to plan a difficult activity, often a crime, in detail and make certain that it happens successfully. So what we really planning do... We're planning crimes? Well, say? you know what's funny about this, Jim, right, is the more we look at the regulatory structure within which we're supposed to work, the more we notice that the government makes what we're doing difficult to do and borderline criminal. 
Yeah, no, unfortunately. Because we do things like get people off of their meds. And we do people like do things like get people out of the healthcare system, the sick care system that's right. just robbing them blind and treating them very, very poorly. We're just basically and, doing the opposite of what the machine tells you to do. Well, I really do feel called to help to teach people how to not need medicine. I mean, when that when I stumbled across that quote from Hippocrates, I thought, why is this not, you know, chiseled in stone across the door of every medical school on the planet? This is such an incredibly profound observation of what this practice should be. And, you know, I think the, the supreme irony of that is if you look at the quotes from Hippocrates that most people dwell on, it's let food be thy medicine. What are all of those people selling you? No hate on them. They got to eat. They got to pay right. their bills, but they're selling you foods and they're selling you supplements. And we get many, many people in who paid fortunes for healthy organic food. They pay fortunes for their supplements every month but they need someone to help them mastermind their wellness yeah. and well, figure and the, I out. Took the same, I took the same approach with my coaching. <clears throat> yeah. I always told people I was going to teach them how to train themselves. Yes. <clears throat> and there was 50% of those that really were into that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the other 50% said, I don't care. I think all day, just tell me what to do. I don't want to know why. Right. Right. And then there was even the 50% who I taught them how to, train themselves <clears throat> and then some of them became trainers themselves they still wanted the accountability <clears throat> i don't know what's going on here they still wanted the i think it was a bill gates mosquito got me and i inhaled it um <laughs> so eat the bugs so um you know they still wanted the accountability and the guidance and then people that were doing great even the people that are doing great kind of you know steer off the road a little bit and you have to go stay calm just relax don't oversteer just keep the mm -hmm. car on the road you know you're fine get back to the basics so <clears throat> even though we're teaching people not to need us most people are gonna gonna want the accountability well the truth is even though we'd like to do that there are always unique scenarios and situations and we're here to train people in the fundamentals but they can't possibly learn everything i mean there's a role for expertise there's a place for having someone who you say, hey, listen, I've got this unique problem. I know your fundamental spiel, shtick, your stuff. Um, and we'll check in with you pretty much always. Like, are you actually doing the stuff we talk about or do you just know it? Because that's yeah. a big problem that a lot of you have. You have an overload of information and you have a deficiency of action. And um, that's why the idea behind what we do is really to mastermind people's wellness. Because well, we'll have so many people come into the medical programs who don't understand right. that they could have gotten tremendous value out of jumping on a mastermind session with us and saying, hey, you know, I have a lot of abdominal pain. What's that about? Believe it or not, a good trainer can actually help you understand why you have abdominal pain. And it's perfectly or at least eliminate, Or at least eliminate a lot of the big things that might be contributing to it, right? That's exactly right. Because, you know, we see as one example, right? We often see people who are overtraining, they're overexercising, no. getting abdominal pain and GI issues. And they, and I've, I've seen, I think this is flying by a huge proportion of clinicians. They don't get that what's happening with the patient is that they're overexercising. They think that it's a, oh, it's, you've got SIBO. Oh, it's, you've got mold toxicity. You've got this, you've got that. I can't tell you how few, I mean, until I started working with you, 
I didn't understand how to take an adequate history of what someone's exercise routine was and whether or not it was too much for their diet and their lifestyle. And that's part of the value. I mean, I don't think there's a better combination of skill sets and backgrounds than you and I for what we're doing because I'm so deep in the biochemistry, the hormones, the 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 light, the biophysics, whatever. And you have such a strong background in working with people's bodies and how they move and how they function physically, their biomechanics, their respiratory mechanics. And that's part of what makes this so much fun for us. And the, we have and a the really little, good time working with people. The little together. tricks they play, the little mind games they play. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really work out that much. Oh boy. Okay. Huge Let's flag. actually see it like 16 page PDF with, you know, 70,000 different exercises. And if you think we're talking about you and your client or patient right now, just realize we get a lot of that. So it's not yeah. you. <laughs> I've, I've had four women on the phone this past week that all their root cause of their issue was doing too much mm-hmm. Four, four. Yeah, I know. So we, we live in a world of extremes. We've got the people that do, do absolutely nothing. We do. And then we got the people that are like literally destroying themselves for whatever reason mm-hmm. and thinking that they just have to do more to get better when they actually need to learn how to do a little bit less to get optimal results. Right. Right. And so it's two extremes. Uh, and, and from my experience and I, and I love working with people that are, because I did the same thing, you know, give me an mm-hmm. ax, I'll cut every tree down in the forest. Right. Um, it's easier to work with someone who's unmotivated and lazy than it is to work with someone who's an overachiever. In many respects, you yeah. can always get someone who's, who's, who's done completely nothing to do a little bit more each day and they're never going to overdo it. <laughs> Jim, it's hard to get someone that's in a bad place. That's just destroying themselves to dial it back. And then they dial it back and they're like, Oh, I feel so much better. Boom. Yeah. Right back. Right. And I mean, we got some really, really smart people. I know. I'm really struggling again. I know. Well, how's your rest? Well, Jim, we got to wrap it up. Oh, we do. We've gone way too far today. So that's right. It was fun. So get on our email list. I uh, go to stillmawellness.com. Right now, I'm going to immediately go over to my other computer and I'm going to put the link to the HTMA in the description because if you want to get in there, you definitely want to get in there right now because an email is going out tonight letting people know about it. And those three spots will be poof gone. So if you want to get in on that course, do that and then our topic this week for our webinar is uh what is it doctor it's uh secrets of iron overload and blood it's, it's right it's your it's your home run it's your it's your grand slot at the plate at the world series bases loaded pitch comes over boom Stop gets it, it out of the park all right have a great day everybody get outside